Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hi, this is Leslie Fear, and I am back with another episode of Because I Want to Know. Tonight, my guest is Diane Student with History Goes Bump. Welcome, Diane. Hey, Leslie. How are you? I am great, and I have to admit, I am fangirling on my end. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, thank you. I have been listening to you for a long time. You were one of my favorite podcasts. Um, I love the way that you talk about history and paranormal, mix the two together. And then you also incorporate like that oddity snippets of, and we'll talk about that, and you're this month in history. I think I told you before we started recording, you're like being in a really cool history class in college that no one else can get into. Not even kidding. Well, that's kind of what I was aiming for because as a kid, I really didn't care for history class very much. And I just mm. thought it was really boring. And so who would have ever thought that I would take the latter part of my life and dedicate it to doing something that was so involved with history. But I tell you, when you start looking at the other side of history, like the stuff that they wouldn't talk to you in school about, whether it's ghosts or the seedy side, gangsters and women of the night and that kind of stuff, it just, I don't know, it brings history to life for me. No, and I'm telling you, I love that part of, of your podcast because you do talk about the things that we don't always get to hear in class. And, um, and even if we did, they did, they just touched on it. You go into it and you talk about it and you explore it and you give the history of that as well. And that's what makes it interesting. And that's what makes me want to talk about it because I, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I love your podcast and I've every single podcast that I've interviewed, I only interview the ones that I really truly love. And you are by far probably the top well, probably the top two. I'll, I'll try not to get a big head. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's true because I just, it's just amazing what you guys can do. So tell me what started you into this podcast world. Is it one of those things where, I mean, you already told me about the history part and you really just wanted to dive into that for the listeners, but was it because of that or is it because you were listening to podcasts and you just really weren't getting the kind of podcast, you know, the, that you wanted? What, what was the reason you, you wanted to do this? Ever since I was a little kid, I've always liked the radio and I used to like to listen to old time radio stuff. So I would go way back mm. and get into that kind of thing. Mm. And I always had a dream of being on the radio someday. And anybody who's been in the radio industry knows it is tough to get into something like that. And there was one day, I think mm. it was in like 2009, I noticed that there was this thing on the side of somebody's website that said blog talk radio. And I went, what's that? So when I checked it out, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I could have my own like internet radio program and talk about whatever I want to talk about. That would be so cool. So I started off doing yeah. this, it was just kind of like a political free for all kind of just talk type of radio show or something like that, that was on the internet. And I did that for a couple of years mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it, but I got bored with doing it and it was a live thing. So it was like this night at this time, I always had to be there and it was kind of hard to put that into my schedule. So I stopped doing that, but I started listening to podcasts at the same time and they didn't really mm -hmm. necessarily refer to them as podcasts at that time. It was like a replay of a live show kind of thing. And then I started mm -hmm. to 
to get into other podcasts and I was listening to everything out there. And finally, in 2014, there had been this one show that I'd listened to that dealt a little bit with haunted history, but not quite to the extent of what I was looking for. But then they stopped doing their show. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, because there was a lot of other paranormal type programming out there, but I really wanted what you would get on a ghost tour. And this other show was the only thing that had something kind of similar. So I was like, you know, if I was ever to do a podcast, I would do something that was similar to a ghost tour. And then I went, absolutely. you know, if I did it in a podcast form, I could kind of do like what I was doing with the live internet radio show, but I could record it whenever I wanted to. So it wouldn't be like a scheduling conflict or anything. And that's when I started doing the podcast. mm. That, that's the way to do it. Because when you love something so much, like you do this, I mean, it, it just, I can just feel it from you. <laughs> it just kind of radiates from you. That's the thing. I love it too. I mean, I've been listening to podcasts for years. I think I told you earlier, um, I was listening to Hay House Radio before podcasts were even popular. And I love the fact that you could listen to, there's something about live things that it's great and it's awesome and all the things but it's it's not like just zoning out and being able to listen as opposed to trying to listen and watch something there's something about it you can take a walk with with your podcast you can listen to anything that you guys investigate and or talk about in history I can just listen and go wow that's amazing and you can discover so many things and just be just by listening and what a gift that is I I love that part of it now you're also a paranormal investigator you and your partner, uh, Kelly, mm-hmm. you both go on investigations, correct? Now, yes. I got to tell you, one of my favorite ones is the Vasilla. Is it Vasilla, whatever, Murder House? Villisca. How do you pronounce it? Villisca, sorry. And she was so wonderful. And I, can you tell me a little bit about that? Because I don't want to give too much away. I would love to hear your take on it and how it affected you guys when you were there. Sure. What's interesting about the paranormal investigating that we've gotten into is when I first started doing the podcast, I didn't do anything like that. And I really Mm -hmm. kind of steered clear of it. We even started getting into this don't tempt the spirits. And it became one of our, I guess you could almost call it taglines. But secretly, I really Mm -hmm. wanted to get in there because I would see all this stuff on TV. And Mm -hmm. I'm an open minded Mm -hmm. skeptic. So if something doesn't actually happen to me, I have a hard time believing it. And so I But that's the best kind of thing to be, though, Diane, because if if you are, then to me, you're more legit than somebody who's like, everything is a ghost, Mm -hmm. everything is a demon, every, (laughs) you know, and and I like the fact that you, you know, hey, wait a minute, that could be a car light, you know, from miles away or whatever it is. No, you're right, because the thing is, I'm going to debunk something as with every possible theory out there before I officially Mm -hmm. say, oh, that was something haunted or that was a ghost. And even when I do have some something that I really can't explain, I still in the back of my mind go, maybe it was something else. Maybe I was just imagining something. That's why when you have an experience that other people share with you, it's very cool because you're like, okay, well, that wasn't just in my head. Other people heard the same thing I did. Absolutely. Right. So this has been a really great aspect that we've brought in and we've gotten a lot of great commentary back from listeners who have really been enjoying the fact that we're taking them into some of these places with us. Because again, when you see Zach Baggins on TV, it's like, are they doing something on the side that we can't see? But like if Kelly and I say something happened, people are more likely to believe us because 
why am I going to make it up? I'm not mm-hmm. getting any extra ratings off this. It's not a visual thing. Right. Girl, so. don't even get me started on Zach Baggins. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think there are things that I think he started out with the with a good intention. I think it's just maybe gotten a little too produced, if I may say. Yes. <laughs> but I think the dynamic between you and Kelly and the fact that you guys go in with the utmost respect for whatever or whomever you will encounter, that is something that not everyone does. And and let's be honest, you have to be careful how you approach. You just can't go in and just say, hey, and pick a fight with someone and decide this is what we're going to do and you're going to communicate with me. No, it doesn't work that way. And I think sometimes that happens on some of these other shows. You guys are the real deal. <laughs> you guys go in. And you talk about it. You give the listener, hey, this is what we're doing. This is where we are. We're going to go in with, with respect. And then you do it. Like I said, I, I'm a big believer in not giving too much away because even on the books that I write, I'm a big believer on not giving away the synopsis. So I, I want people, I'm giving people a teaser about your podcast because I don't want people to just know everything about it. I want them to go and listen to you guys. You guys are amazing. And any of my listeners love history if any of them love paranormal and or ghost tours or investigations you are the podcast to listen to well you make a great point there leslie because when we go into a haunted location we're keeping in mind that we're going into somebody else's house so if somebody was to come into my house and start yelling at me i'm probably going Mm -hmm. to throw you out of my house and so (laughs) if you go in with respect you're probably going to get that in return And the Velisca Axe Murder House is a really great example of how we handled this because you're going into a home where a family was brutally murdered, and this is an unsolved Mm -hmm. crime. And most of Mm -hmm. the people who were murdered in this home were children. So this is not a place that you should be going into and start hollering, disrespecting. And the number one thing that we knew we were not going to do when we went in there was to talk about the murder. We weren't going to say, you know, something like, did this hurt or... How did it feel to be murdered or who murdered you or any of that stuff? Because, And I thought that was amazing. I thought that was actually very sensitive and and wonderful. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but that that alone, it almost brought tears to my eyes because I was like, we're talking about, yes, a brutal crime that was committed against these poor children and that you guys went in and thought about it because there's so many people that don't do that on investigations. And I love that you did that. But please, please continue. Well, and I think because we went in with that kind of a reaction, it was really interesting. When we first were getting ready to walk into the house, they give you a quick little tour of the place so that you have a a basic history and kind of a layout of the land, so to say. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was very apprehensive going in there because you hear all these horrible stories about it, all these really violent haunting type things that have happened in there. There was a guy who had stabbed himself in there when they were doing an investigation. So it had this kind Mm. of aura about it. And we walked in and the first thing I thought was, wow, this house is really teeny. It's a small house, which then starts Mm. making your mind go, how did someone kill that many people? There were eight of them in here and nobody woke up. Nobody tried to run or defend themselves. So it starts getting your mind going that way. And the, mm-hmm. the longer we were in the house, the more comfortable we just started to feel. And we weren't really getting a lot of interactions to begin with. We tried the flashlight uh, experiment, I guess you could call it.
call it. And for your listeners who may not know what that is, perhaps you've seen it on a paranormal show or something. It's where you take a mag light, you unscrew it, to ju- you turn it on and then you unscrew it just to the point where it turns off and then you set it down and you ask a spirit to turn it on for you. And mm-hmm. we'd had that happen a couple of times, but that was basically the only kind of interactions we were really getting. And mm-hmm. Kelly's a mom. So she goes into the room where the two sisters had met their fate and she sits down and she just starts talking to him like you would talk to kids you know like this is a really cool right. no, room there's some toys exactly in here mm-hmm. and I think it was just the fact that she approached them kind of like a mother would and with that kind of softness to her voice it just opened those girls right up to her and all of a sudden mm. the flashlights were responding to her she had some dousing rods in there and they just started talking to oh, her like crazy was, with the dousing rods she was getting all kinds of reactions and that's what I was like holy crap these kids are responding to her and you hear all this horrible you know like you said horrible details about how bad this house feels and all these most of the victims were children I think there were only two adults and how bad can it be when these innocent kids were were brutally murdered? I'm sure they would only want to gravitate towards somebody who was kind and lovely. I think they knew that when, when you both walked in. And I think that's why you felt so comforted when you walked in. And it was just like, you know, this isn't necessarily a, some kind of demon house. This is a nice place where I feel comfortable. And that says a lot about it. And it's so funny how Hollywood or whoever does these shows where they can just add all this drama and it really isn't like that. And I think that's what I've gotten from some of these other podcasters who go on these investigations and they're like, you know, it's nothing like they say it is. Nothing. And I think that's kind of how you guys experienced it. Am I I right? Yeah, I believe that what you take into a haunted location is what you're going to get out of it. So if you're going in there with a lot of fear, I think you're going to be scared. I think if you go in there with ill intentions or if you don't have respect, if you want to, I don't know, just be a jerk you're going to get that back at you too. And so that's why we've always gone in there reflecting to the people that might be in there, whatever spirits might be there. We're here to respect you. If you don't want to talk Mm -hmm. to us, that's fine. We also go in there with our own boundaries too. So it's like, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. We've had times where Kelly gets touched a lot. (laughs) And occasionally it's not, she's never had a violent touch, but there's been a couple times that she's been touched by spirits of people who had once been living that were not necessarily good people. They were criminals. And so you wouldn't really want them running their fingers through your hair. (laughs) Yeah, that wouldn't be fun for me. No, I don't think I'd like that. We put our boundaries up with (laughs) stuff like that occasionally and told them, you know, you need to stop touching. You're not allowed to do that. But generally speaking, Mm -hmm. whatever you take in is what you're going to get back out of it. And the thing I tell a lot of people is don't be afraid. I have yet to walk into any location where I've I've been afraid. Uh, Waverly Hills, I thought, oh my gosh, this place is going to be scary as I'll get out. And I walked out of there thinking I'd had one of the most incredible experiences of my life. So I think a lot of it... Oh, wow. You'll have to tell me about that. But I'm telling you guys have been doing this podcast for six years. So you've got probably so many stories. You know, I'm going to have to have you back because I'm not going to let you get away with that. Not tell me that story. But what was the coolest location you guys have done or you have done or whatever you want to share with me? Because I am 
dying to know. You know, it is really hard for me to say because it changes as we go to different places. It's just like people will ask mm. me, what what's my favorite podcast episode I've done? And I'm usually like the one I'm working on right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, it just <laughs> totally get that. Yeah. It, when it comes to places, it really pertains what has happened there. Like I've been in a re- lot of really cool places like Waverly Hills, I thought was one of the coolest places I've been. But the most recent investigation we did was just a couple months ago. We were up in Virginia at a place that most people have never heard of called the Exchange Hotel. And mm. to me, it's the coolest place I've ever been in. And it's weird because when we first started off there, I, I was thinking there's nothing happening here. It's pretty dead, kind of boring. Mm-hmm. And then I walked out of there thinking this is an incredible place and I want to come back. And it all came down to the fact that I was touched by a spirit for the one and only time that it's ever happened to me. And it was such a weird experience that I was like, whoa. And now I know what people are talking about when they get touched by a spirit. See, and and it's just that small thing. And I say small thing. It's not a small thing to you. But when someone experiences that for the first time and you've been doing this for a long time and Kelly supposedly gets touched all the time. For you to experience that, did it change the, obviously it did, it changed the way you felt about this place, right? It totally did, because I thought, it's really boring. I was like, maybe when we leave, we'll have some EVP. We caught one EVP when we listened to it later, but we weren't getting responses with the dousing rods, anything talking to us. Mm. The flashlight didn't turn on once. We don't go in with a ton of equipment either. I mean, we do a lot of just our own, whatever we experience personally, Mm -hmm. and there just wasn't a whole lot going on. And I'm as sensitive as a rock. So I never expected to have anything (laughs) ever touch me. And I never thought I'd want to be touched. And I thought if I ever do get touched, I'm going to be running out of that place screaming. (laughs) And maybe they felt that from you, like they were thinking, you know, hey, we got to do this sensitively Mm -hmm. because maybe they knew that, you know, you go in with a certain expectation. And I do believe they can read us as well as possibly we can read maybe the room as well. Hey, let's be cool with her. She's nice. She's not going to agitate us. How cool that you felt that for the first time. And that's a dead on perspective because that's exactly, I mean, I literally was thinking, man, this place has been really boring this evening. And we'd driven from Florida to Virginia. So it's like we drove, you know, 13 hours to really not have anything happen. Florida (laughs) to Virginia. You guys got to you guys got to check out that Mingra Hotel here in San Antonio. Of course, I'm not in San Antonio, but it's in Texas and I'm in Texas. So whatever. But I'm telling you, that's a hotel I've been to several times. And girl, I get vibes there and I don't even try. I I've actually been inside the Manger. I haven't stayed there. We did a ghost tour there and the ghost tour took mm. us inside to that wonderful lobby area. I mean, gosh, this is yes. it's such a gorgeous hotel on the inside. Yes. But I would definitely love newer to stay part, there. There's a newer part and there's an older part. And did you go into the um, bar area? No, I think they were kind of like the tour can stay right here in the lobby area, but don't go anywhere else kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And I went on a, uh, not necessarily a ghost tour, but I actually took a tour um, of the Alamo and they, there's always a man out there talking about all that. But that's one of the hotels. If you guys ever want to check that one out, that's amazing. But I'm just so glad that you had some kind of experience. And now you can discuss it with Kelly and go, yeah, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, I totally felt that. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because this is what my podcast is all about. It's about, you know, how your experiences and how your choices in life, whether you, you know, do paranormal um, investigations, whether you do a podcast or whatever it is, how it affects you and how you go on from that and what you do about it. Does that make you want to do something different with your podcast or do you want to keep it the same or how are you thinking about it now? Well, I can tell you what the most amazing thing is about doing the paranormal investigating is when you hear other people's stories, you think, okay, maybe it's a possibility that there's something that goes on after we're done with this life. Mm -hmm. When you start Mm -hmm. to get those experiences for yourself and you can't explain it, then you can't deny that there is something else going on. Now, if people were to ask me what a ghost is, I have a lot of different theories on it. I don't necessarily believe that it's just a human spirit. And Mm -hmm. so, Mm -hmm. but that is one of the things, one of the aspects. And so if anything, it has helped with my spiritual journey in knowing that this isn't all there is. There's something else. And not only is there maybe something else for my spirit after my body is done, but maybe Mm -hmm. there's other dimensions out there too. There's other worlds or something that cross over between each other. And that's what we're seeing sometimes. So it just opens up this whole realm of possibilities. And that's really what a lot of this paranormal investigating has done for me. And even with the podcast, when you do, like you said, I've up to like 346 episodes. And that doesn't include every place that I've ever researched. But that's a lot of haunted locations. And to have that much going on, there has to be something to it. Of course there is. And and the fact that you I'm blown away. First of all, I'm blown away that you guys have 346 episodes. Lord, girl, (laughs) that's amazing in itself. But the fact that you guys have done this much research and like I said, I feel like I'm in this, it's the truth. I feel like I'm in your history class and I'm like, you know, in the cool history class and nobody else can get into it. And I'm sitting here going, wow, this teacher's amazing and I can learn so much from her, you know? <laughs> it's just, it blows me away what you guys have experienced, where you guys go, how you guys feel about it. And I really, truly love to hear how, how it's affected you guys. I don't know how Callie feels about getting necessarily touched or, um, well, I don't know what else she gets, but anything else that happens to her, but it has to affect her as well. Yeah, I think she kind of reacts to it the same way that I do. It's, it just, I don't know, it blows your mind because you're like, I can't explain this. What is going on? And it, it just, like I said, it opens up this vast world to you. And it's so funny that you keep talking about the history and stuff. When I first started the podcast, I would get a lot of negative reviews where people are like, there's not enough about the ghosts and there's just too much history and stuff. And I'm like, well, I named it History Goes Bump for a reason. That's right. History's at the beginning because that to me is the most important part. And that's what I think a lot Mm. of people don't necessarily consider is that if you don't know the history of a location, you'll never understand the hauntings because how else do you explain what's going on there? You know, I could walk into the Velisca Axe murder house and have this stuff going on. And if I don't know anything about what's happened in that house, how would I even know how to communicate with them? How do I know who I might be talking to? It's such a great point because I'm all about the history. I probably could teach a class on Henry VIII myself because I'm weirdly obsessed with that whole Renaissance era. And I totally understand what you're saying. I mean, and if you ever get a chance to go to the UK, I am coming with you. (laughs) And I don't care if you have to pack me in your luggage, I'm going and you can't stop me. And I will probably fangirl the whole way. But no, I, I totally get it. The history to me is almost more important 
than the actual investigation. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, like you said, if you don't know who you're talking to, how to communicate in the first place, you're not going to do well and you're not going to understand it anyway. So yeah, the fact that you guys do your homework, really deep dive into some of these cases and tell us about it, whether they're solved or not. I am blown away at how you guys tell your stories and share it with us. I can't even give you guys enough kudos for that. I, I can't. Well, thank you. Okay, so Diane, where can everyone find you on social media? If you put History Goes Bump into any social media or into your Google, you will find us. We're on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook, mm -hmm. you name it. We've got presence everywhere. And if History Goes Bump is on every possible podcast app out there. So you can listen to us on everything. Well, and thank God for that. <laughs> you guys are the, the kinds of people that do the what you missed in history class kind of people. You guys just, just explain it in a way where it's enjoyable, not boring. I mean, I think about it when I leave, you know, your podcast, when I'm done, I'm like, you know, this is, I want to look up that. I want to see what's going on. That doesn't happen often. So kudos to you again. It's been a pleasure speaking with you tonight, Diane. And please give my regards to Kelly. And you guys, please keep doing what you're doing because it's just, you're doing a phenomenal job. Well, thank you, Leslie. I've enjoyed speaking with you as well. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on Amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.